Ladies and gentlemen, it's officially 2014. But anyway, we're going to talk about the Barcelona and Real Madrid game where, I mean, Barcelona just got embarrassed, right? And then we're going to talk about Manchester City a little bit. But let's, let's, let's kick off with the Barcelona game. Anyway, so the Barcelona game, you know, one thing I'll point out is that in life in general, in general, there's always a main character, right? I don't know if you saw the special, uh, the Dave Chappelle special, where he talked about that, the, what is it? Where he realized that he wasn't the main character of the story when, uh, what's his name? Little Nas X came to the party and he was like, yo, this guy, I'm living in this guy's, you know, he's the main character in the story. Like, I'm not the main character in the story. And this game was kind of like that. The main character in the story of this game was Vinicius, okay? This wasn't a Barcelona game. This wasn't... I get it. We're having a meltdown. We'll talk about it. But really, this he was the main character. Like, he's going to remember this night forever. I mean, this is... I, I can't... Well, I mean, if the only thing that can supersede this feeling that he's having right now... they Brazil has to win the World Cup. Honestly. Or else, or else, or else. Brazil has to win Copa America... In Argentina, beating Lionel Messi, Argentina. Maybe that feeling is gonna surpass this feeling he got from this game. But like, this is this is top this is top shell feeling. Okay. So anyway, coming into this game, okay, from Vinicius' perspective, what what was going on? You know, the January window opened, and everybody's like, you know, talking about Madrid is back in the race trying to sign Kelly Mbappe. And I feel like one one thing a lot of people are not thinking about. What happens if Kelly Mbappe comes to Madrid? What happens to Vinicius? Vinicius is a player who's been here, I mean, since he came from Brazil. And he loves, this is, a, this is a Madrid guy, okay? He loved Ronaldo, that was his boy. And he he got to replace Ronaldo. And the replacement for Ronaldo, it didn't take just ease, right? It took a lot. It took a long time. There were seasons where people doubted him, you know what I mean? Simply because he was young. He's, his dribbling is amazing. Just his choice making what was needed to evolve, okay? And as the year went on, there's been a lot of people who came to try to take the number seven, basically. Like Hazard, the recent one we can talk about. And really, Madrista wasn't really married into the idea that Vinicius could be the next guy to lead them in the next era of Real Madrid in general. And I think Vinicius knew that. And I feel like he took that as a racism stuff, Okay. So he just is, <laughs> and I think that's where the past few years he's been very sensitive about when it comes to the race subject, right? He's assuming he's a victim, blah, 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 whatever, right? But I think a lot of it has to do with just the way he, he feels like he's just not being appreciated because he has some stellar games. There's games where he saved Madrid, and he, I don't think he's been, he felt that like he's been appreciated. But really, that's a Madrid thing. Like, Madrid. Literally, we found out that one of the greatest players to play in their club, okay, was leaving the last game of that season. Like, we, no one, it was like, he was like, yeah, I'm not coming back next season. Thank you for everything. Everybody was lost for words. Like, how was that even possible? Right? And he would say the same thing. He like, he just didn't feel like he was loved. He felt like he wasn't compensated enough. And he should have been, obviously, but he was gone. And they didn't even care. They were like, great. And they they might have struggled, but they didn't really struggle. You know what I'm saying? So Vinicius has always been there to help that out. And then Kareem Benzema is another guy who went through the same spell as well. Right? 
throughout this time, both of these players have one thing in common is that they've been they've been having to deal with people talking about them being replaced by Kelly and Mbappe. Okay? They constantly have to work their butt off to show that they deserve to be in Madrid. To the point that finally when Kareem Benzema was accepted, he finally found out his worth and Saudi was like, what's up? And he was gone. He was gone. He was done. And Vinicius was still there. Vinicius is still working at it. You know, he's been injured this season as, as well. And again, like I was saying in the past year or so, the media is constantly saying, you know, Kelly Mbappe, Madrid, this, that. And then I'm sure he's thinking like, dude, if he comes here, what do they think he's going to play? They're talking about this pivot striker they don't have and whatever. But if Kelly Mbappe came to Madrid, he has to take, you know, Vinicius' spot, right? Like that's where Kelly Mbappe plays. So what happens to Vinicius? How do you think that's going to go, you know, for Vinicius himself? So this game coming in and all this talk is going on about the transfer window happening and Kelly Mbappe coming in. Vinicius had to prove that he is the guy for this team. He is the guy to put Madrid into the next era, especially since now they have, you know, Bellingham and then Rodrigo, who's another player who's just like also not as appreciated, but he's there. These 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 guys are the guys to basically push them to the next era. And this was the first game we saw. It was no doubt that these are the guys. Like, this is it. Like, lately, in the middle, they've been doing this consistently. And it's been working very well. Up top, obviously, Rodri and uh, Vinicius. And then Bellingham just tucked in right there. And then in the mid, you got Cruz and Modric constantly switching spot. Like, somebody, one of them is going to play half. And the other one's going to play half. Just the guy, the next era of these midfielders i mean this is just such a beautiful plan this club is run so well that's the only thing i'm jealous of i'm not even jealous about how they play football i'm simply just jealous of how they run this club i don't remember a time where real madrid had a crazy downfall you know what i mean if they don't win la liga they'll win champion league if they don't win the champion league they'll will couple direct they'll win something you know what i mean and that kind of will save face in a way and then in the back they have I don't know what's going on in the back, obviously, but it just seems like from outside looking in, it is managed to the T. It seems like their choices, there's not much of emotion in there. It's just basically logic. It's just like, hey, we got to do this, you know? And it seems like it's been working for generations of generations, okay? And we're just not in that next generation at this point. And going back to this game, like I was saying, so in the midfield, they'll either use Cruz or Modric, where these guys are just too old. And it seems like, I think... I don't know if it's Cruz or Modric. One of them, Modric, I, th- I believe. This is his last season. I think he's he's done. And again, we all know Modric is one of the greats. And then Cruz, same thing, one of the greats. So they would switch both of these guys basically just to keep influence on the midfield. Let them know how it's really done, right? And then you have Valverde with just pace. This dude just runs. He's the Gavi of Madrid, okay? He just runs. He's there everywhere. And then, you know, you'll either switch one of the Frenchmen, right? And that they're both great. They're both bringing the same kind of style in the midfield. As you know, in Madrid in the back, sometimes they're solid, sometimes they're not. That's just how Madrid plays. But anyway, in this game, for us and for the Barcelona side, I'll just we'll just talk about the lineup. For the Barcelona side, we have Lewandowski, uh, Fernando Torres, Pedri, and Sergio Roberto. We had Sergio Roberto play wing. We had Pedri play. Right behind, uh, what is the name? Lewandowski. And then we had Gundua and 
the joint. You know, I just feel bad. I just feel so bad for Gundawa and the joint. I mean, these guys have been the tank of this team. And they're doing everything and, and nothing is working for these guys. Because, because, you know, up top, even in this game, Lewandowski, ha, come on, right? I feel like that goal, he does this. He, he's going to score this goal and he's going to save his butt. And another thing I would say is this is the first game where I was like, I think we do need to move on from Xavi. Yeah, I think so. I mean, to put, to not play Joe Felix and put Roberto on, <laughs> why not? I, anyway, I, I think, I think we have upgrown him. But anyway, going back to Vinicius, right? So all the hate him and La Liga had last season about racism this, racism that. And, you know, coming in this game, everybody's talking about Barcelona. I've been talking about Barcelona. Nobody really talks about Madrid, really. Only when it comes to Kylian Mbappe, right? And they're a team where they will just slowly just don't even care about the noise. And you'll just see them at the final. You're like, whoa, they're here. <laughs> and this is, this is basically... You know, and this is a game, but this game, they wanted to like really show a statement. All right. Joe, I think Bellingham came and he just changed the whole culture. He's, he's huge. He's one of those players where he's like, we're going to do this. Remember when I said before that, you know, and when he was a doorman, they were talking about, man, this guy, he'd be talking too much. He needs to chill out. And I was like, these guys are just not winner enough. You know, he, he, he belongs here. I'm sure he went to the room. He's like, this is my vision. We got to make this happen and we can do it. And you got Roger who's just like, I like this guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Rogers kind of seemed like one of the guys would be like, yeah, let's do it. And then you got Vinicius who also is a guy who has a plan, who he sees a vision. From outside looking, I don't know what these guys are like. Obviously, I'm just looking from the outside. It seems like they came together. They've been hanging out lately a lot, right? And I just feel like these three were like, we're going to embarrass Barcelona. We're going to show the world that. We mean business. This is take us serious. Stop talking about Manchester City. Stop talking about this downfall of Barcelona. Look what's happening here. Okay? We're having a Ballon d'Or season here. And they have finally just won their first trophy to make that argument. So now the race for Ballon d'Or at this point, since these guys won a trophy, is Joe Felix is Vinicius and Bellingham, right? That's it. Bellingham with that great assist and... So that's it. So these are two Ballon d'Or contenders for 2023 and 2024 so far. Okay? Because they, they have a cup now. So we shall see. Are they going to win La Liga? <laughs> yes. They're definitely going to win La Liga. I, do, I just don't see them not winning it. And what's, what's next? What, what else? Copa de Rea. So the Copa de Rea is going to be a game where it'll be very interesting to see. That's another challenge for Madrid. They're playing against... Madrid, okay? They're rivals, okay? The rivals is not Barcelona. It's Madrid, okay? Every time they played against Madrid the past two seasons, I would say, Madrid was ready for the fight. They're ready, they're ready to say, we're also here, you know? The capital is not just for you. We're also here, you know? And the players are ready for the fight. I mean, even the game they played against Real Madrid in the, uh, the Super Cup, they were in, they were fine. I thought they were going to win. But as you know, the old-fashioned Madrid is you just don't stop playing. That's it. You just don't stop playing, and eventually it will work out. So coming into this game for a couple of Dorea, Madrid playing against Madrid, it's going to be very interesting because I'm sure this was a huge loss to them. I mean, they lost by two goals in extra time. 
It was embarrassing. So now Copa del Rey is another chance they have to win a cup because Sanemone he needs he needs to win. This dude is getting paid ridiculous amount of money. He has great players, so no excuse. So I just feel like he's gonna really really chip on that. He's gonna find a way to play dirty or whatever. He's gonna find a way to beat Real Madrid. That's what I feel in Copa del Rey they're about to play. I would say from a Madrid perspective, they have to win this game. If they want Ballon d'Or, okay? Bill Gillingham and uh, what is his name? Vinicius, I am dead sure in their plans, there's Ballon d'Or. And if these guys want to create, you know, a dynasty, they both need to be nominated for Ballon d'Or. Okay? No Hallam, no Kylian Mbappe. They got to win this game. And I think this would be a bigger statement to beat Madrid twice. Okay? That would be amazing. Okay. Anyway, that's all I got to say. Congratulations to Real Madrid. You know, we're just at this point from a Barcelona team perspective. I'm not going to keep talking smack on Barcelona, even though that this back is the same back who literally they destroyed a history record last year. Not much has changed. This is a team where right now, what's his name? Ter Stegen is, has 26 clean sheets. He tied for the most in La Liga history. This happened last year. <laughs> so I don't know what's going on with these guys mentally. All these mistakes. The fact how Araujo, he's lost. I mean, Vinicius just made him look so silly. To the point that he didn't just give him a goal. He also get, gave him a red car. Like, it was just embarrassing. And then you got Kunde who's having a meltdown. I don't know what's going on over there. He doesn't know how to defend. He just He's literally becoming like another Frenchman. We know. Two Frenchmen we know. Okay? I don't know what these... What's going on? What's going on with the French, guys? Okay? He's becoming Mtiti. Kande, you got to stop yourself from becoming Mtiti. I am literally at, this, at the point where to say, if Bayern is willing to pay $100 million for Araujo, yo. Yo. Like, I'm actually... Inter- uh, yo. You know what I'm saying? Literally, last year, we're like, this guy is the guy to lead this back to the next era of Barcelona. But now, it's like... I, if literally, if a news come out tomorrow or next week, whatever, that Araujo is sold to Bayern for, by $100 million, first of all, they obviously need that money, right? Sell, sell it, go. I would have no problem with that, I feel. And that's the sad part about it. Because I was championing this team, especially the back. I was literally saying this is the best back. And this is it. This back is going to create a whole era for Barcelona, I was saying. Now, I'm not so sure. Same with Christensen. Did you see that literally all the three goals that came from Vinicius was all the all the defense. Blade was the only one who didn't make a crazy mistake. But that's also Blade when he goes forward, his end results are terrible. Okay? We need some Alba results. We don't have that. And then if you go to the attacking side, guess who's hurt again? Sorry, but Fabinho's hurt so hurt again. Okay? The only good thing about this game is that Dijon, Gundua, and Pedri are looking great. <laughs> That's the only good thing to come out of this game. You can see these guys are looking great. And I'm really hoping these three in the back get their mental thing. I don't. Is it physical? If it's physical, give them a rest. Okay? Give, give them a rest. If it's mental, get, do, hire the best strength. Like, get it together, guys. This is ridiculous. Obviously, it's not talent. These guys have the talent. 
but just the choice making is insane. This was one of the worst defending I have ever seen in Barcelona. Again, I will remind you, this is the same back who won basically the defense of the year, in my opinion. They only conceded 18 goals last season. They have cons- How many goals do you think they conceded now? They passed that already. We're in half of the season. And yes, you can blame Xavi, which I am. I'm definitely blaming Xavi. I just don't see anybody else to blame. If these players cannot mentally perform, who's who should get them in that funk? It's a coach. I think Xavi is so good. He's so great. I think he, he deserves to be in this position. I mean, we won the league last year. And yes, maybe he just needs time. But I just don't know. Like, The only thing I see the problem is that no one's yelling at these players enough. Or it, there was just no passion. They literally are outplayed these games. Like, I, if when they feel like they're losing, they just kind of just let it happen. They just let it happen. At the beginning of this game, they're just... Literally, the first 10 minutes or, what is it, 13 minutes, there was two goals. That cannot happen. If you want to win any silver, any silver, that just cannot happen. That's it. Okay, so going to the Premier League. So the Premier League is pretty, pretty tight, right? At the top, you have Liverpool, which, granted, no one's talking about them. And I generally think they prefer that way. You know, it's, it's, it is helping them. I like when... when you know, Klopp found out that uh, De Bruyne was coming back. He's like, oh, the country's shaking. <laughs> At first, I was like, dude, this guy is just like talking. He's talking smack low key. All right. But he was right. No, the country is shaking. If they weren't shaking, they should have been shaken. So like I was saying, you know, Liverpool's at the top. Manchester City, Manchester City's second. You got Austin Villa in third. And then you got Arsenal in fourth and Tottenham in fifth. Right, I only mentioned Tottenham in fifth because I think Tottenham is worthy of start talking. We're gonna we're gonna start talking about them. I know they're in fifth place, but the fact that Warner came here, you know, I'm gonna take my time with Tottenham first. It's gonna be real quick, and then we can go to Manchester City. Tottenham is, you know, everybody hates on Tottenham for whatever reason. You know, maybe we've all been brainwashed by Arsenal fans telling us that Tottenham's terrible, and I can't say they're terrible. They're just fine. They're average team. But this season, you know, they just looked amazing. Whenever Harry Kane left, we thought it was a crumble moment. We thought it was going to be a long rebuild. It's going to take a while for them even to try to compete to be to be in the Champion League spot. But look, now there really are only five points away from the top of the table. Okay? But then again, it is very, very tight. I mean... You also have Arsenal with 40 points. You have Aston Villa with 43. You got Manchester City with 43. And you got Liverpool with 45. Okay? But for Tottenham, I just feel like this is such a hard time to to win the Premier League. And they're willing to say, we're also trying to win the Premier League. It's been a while. And I think they just deserve that. Now, they have players who are also ready. Madison was one of the best signing Tottenham could have done. Harry Kane left. Madison was the perfect person. I like I when I saw Madison playing for Tottenham, I was like, oh my! I didn't even. That is perfect. Madison is a player where I was saying Chelsea should have bought him, okay, but they didn't. Tottenham has won on that. Another win for Tottenham just happened is Warner coming here. 
You know, Warner's his first spell with Chelsea in the Premier League didn't go well. This is his second time, his second chance of redemption. And then you got a player, Son, who is the leader now. Like, like Kane is gone, and Son is one of those players who is, loves to attack. And then they've got a coach who also loves to attack. And then you got Richardson. And, I mean, they just got strikers, people who are willing to go ham in the midfield and go willing to go ham at forward. This game they played against Manchester United, I mean, they could have folded, but they didn't fold. And I generally think they could have slipped with a win. Okay? All right. Going back to Manchester City and uh, Newcastle. So coming in this game, you know, De Bruyne just came back. He's in the bench. You know what I mean? You're hoping you might not need him. Okay? And then you have Holland, who's out. He's going to be out for more. And, you know, this is a time where you really don't want any mistakes. They've just been winning games. I mean, they won their past two games. You want to keep this momentum going, right? It's important. On the other side for Newcastle, they have players who are hurt. But the good thing is their front three are solid players. Also, I would talk about the main characters in general. In this game, I would say it was Manchester City. And it was not Newcastle, okay? Simply because, like I was saying, they're fighting to make history happen, okay? They're not just trying to win the Premier League. They're trying to win the Premier League four times for the first time ever. This is a big feat, okay? And you have to have a big mentality to achieve these feat. Because you got teams like Liverpool who are also trying to achieve these feat to win the Premier League again. <laughs> but anyway... Coming to this game, you have all these players hurt. and But I don't think Pep was really worried too much. I don't even think City in general was worried too much. At the first few minutes of the first half, they were fine. It's enough to, they scored a goal. A great goal, right? The game is going great. I don't know where Isak scores. Isak's such a great striker, okay? Did you see that goal? I mean, the choice making of that goal just shows you an elite level striker. He literally stopped the ball. Kyle Kyle didn't know what to do. He didn't know what to do. He didn't know if he should go for it or not. But before even he could register that ball that this dude stopped, the ball was already in the in the corner of the goal. I mean, I think he's just a world-class striker, okay? And then the game is going on. Out of nowhere, just like two minutes later, Gordon scores the number 10, okay? Gordon is another player who's having a, a wonderful season at uh, Newcastle, okay? This is a player who... Was not doing so great at Everton just last year. Now he's literally running. Okay, he's a number ten of this growing team. Now, you know what, what's 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 gonna happen? You know, in the midfield, I still think Kuzovic is good enough to play with Rodri. Rodri needs a player like De Bruyne, because Rodri is like overworking everywhere, and for Foden and uh, Alves, they're just missing goals. They're just not really connecting. Okay, so it's just not working out. Someone needs to save the champions. Are they going to lose this game? Second half starts. Okay. Still, no, nothing's working out. As, as Pep does, has a great people in the bench. He literally brings in Oscar Bob. I, I don't know if you know Oscar Bob. He's the next sensation. Okay. Really pay attention to this kid. And then De Bruyne comes in. You, you just know it's over. So now you have Rodri who has the freedom to really relax. Because Rodri really needs De Bruyne. I mean, Rodri's been doing all the work. Now he can relax. He can go ahead and make a little bit more risky 
choices. Or he can just really watch De Bruyne do his magic. And that's what he did. De Bruyne just got the ball and started doing his magic. Scored a goal. And then at the last minute of the game, and at this point you're thinking, you know what? A tie is fine. No, 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 no. A tie is not fine. Okay? De Bruyne with a, one of the beautiful passes of the season so far. Bob, a kid who, common collective, I mean, the coolness of, he's playing against one of the best, one of the best defenders, okay? He just calmly just settles the ball, hits it again, like, really controls it where the keeper doesn't get it, and then he scores. I mean, this is, again, Hollem is not even back yet. De Bruyne is the only person who's back. It was to the point that I actually forgot Hollem was even part of this team. That's how much, at this point, they're fine. So, I don't know if they were your favorite before. I can't imagine them not being your favorite after this game. Even though they're still two points behind. Okay? Anyway, that's all I got.